The new Willy Wonka Golden Ticket Games from the Virginia Lottery are here. The Scratcher gives you the chance to win up to $100,000. The online game gives you the chance to win up to $1 million. For more information, visit VALottery.com. Sofas, recliners, love seats, everything is better in leather. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley, where bold meets durable. And wait a minute, who's been finger painting on the couch again? That's okay. Leather is easy to clean. The new leather collection at Ashley is built with the durability you need for the whole family. Yes, pets too. Luxury is meant to be livable. Shop chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas at $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home. Let the word go forth. Fool me once. Are you fired up? I'm not a crook. Are you ready to go? Shame on Shame on you. It's Abe Lincoln's Top Hat, hosted by Ben Kissel. Boom, we can't get fooled again. Very good. All right, everyone. Welcome to the show. I'm Ben Kissel. As always, I'm with Marcus Parks. Hi. Hey. All right. <laughs> today's, today's guest is... That's all we need today. Just, hey. Hey, Jeb. <laughs> today's guest is Travis Irvine. Hi. Hey! Hey! This is exciting. It's off to a great start. All right, so we have a lot to talk about. Super Tuesday, obviously. It was March 1st. It was a Tuesday. And my God, it was certainly super if you're a Donald Trump supporter or, dare I say, someone who wants to have another reason to prosecute Bill Clinton. (laughs) Add it to the list. Add it to the list. Rack it up. Rack up another Clinton crime. That's all right. All right. So let's start here with uh, Donald Trump. The guy Monday... He was uh, doing an interview. Maybe it was Sunday. It was Sunday morning. Sunday morning. Jake yeah. Tapper, CNN. Yeah, and no one should talk on Sunday mornings. Everyone's hungover and they say stupid things. What happened was he failed to disavow, outright disavow the KKK and David Duke. He said there was something wrong with his earpiece. Mm-hmm. So, you know, <laughs> every time there's something wrong with my earpiece, I just support a clan. For some reason, I'm just like, oh, something wrong with my earpiece. I guess the, the clan isn't so bad. I just, I'll just do that, I suppose. <laughs> We have here is a, what we have here is a situation of political novice. This was a uh, it was a revealing moment in my opinion for Donald Trump. Again, he has only been a politician for what now eight months, nine mm. months, something like this. So uh, he's asked a question about David Duke. He knows who David Duke is. He talked about David Duke in the year two thousand. Remember that? Yeah, the year two thousand. Yeah, what a time! <laughs> what a time that was before all this nonsense started. Yeah, and he and he called David Duke a bigot in the year two thousand. He's like he's a bigot. He's a racist. There's no place for him in the country. Of course. Uh, he also had very harsh words for the KKK. All right. So he knows for a fact that uh, some of his pe- some of his supporters might uh, identify as a white supremacist, mm-hmm. um, which isn't necessarily great. But it's a uh, it's actually very bad. It's, it's very terrible. Yeah. It's t- yes, it's terrible. It's the group of people that you don't want to have support from. It's the group of people that you boast. Uh, if they hate you, it's a good thing. Right. That means you're on the right path of life. As soon as the KKK comes out and says, we think you're kind of a dickhead, you say, I'm going to keep on doing what I'm doing because I don't want to be friends with these jerk-offs and jackasses. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it reminds me – okay, so he did not disavow. And uh, if you think about it, from a, uh, from a novice politician, disavowing votes does seem to be counterintuitive, uh, right? 
It is not something that poli- theoretically politicians are out there to court votes. They mm-hmm. want to get as many votes as possible. So the notion of disavowing is something that might be a little bit foreign uh, to a politician, specifically someone who is so new to politics, such as Donald Trump. It reminded me, here we go. Are you guys ready? It's time for an Abling and Stop at Ben Kissel. Great analogy. It <laughs> might only be good. It might uh, it might even be bad, but we're going to say it's great. I'm excited. Here we go. Beep, 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 beep. <laughs> Boom. We're on fire. Everything's coming up. <laughs> analogy. Right. So it reminded me, though, of a uh, like an NBA basketball player or a uh, collegiate basketball player. If uh, if they're forced to miss a free throw at the end of the game so the clock can then uh, run out. You know, if there's one second on the clock, they're up by two. They want to miss the free throw so that the opposing team doesn't have a chance to get the ball with the time stopped so they can throw a Hail Mary uh, across court and then theoretically get a three-point shot. Ask what happened to the USA basketball team when the Russians did it. Mm. <laughs> You know what I'm talking about. I know. No, <laughs> no, the Russians? I mean, I know the Russians. I don't know what basketball game you're talking about. It was about. the Olympics. Before the Dream Team, the Russians, it was a screw job. 1988? <laughs> yeah, something like that. It was in the 80s. A lot of wild things happened then. So it reminds me of somebody being asked to miss a free throw. Mm. It's actually fairly difficult because your entire life as an athlete, you're told to put the ball through the hoop. That's what you get accolade for. That's what you get rewarded for. So the idea of disavowing is sort of counterintuitive to what most politicians are always doing. Or, uh, for example, taking a knee as opposed to scoring a touchdown. So then again, time can run out if your opponents uh, have no longer uh, a timeout. There was a person in the Super Bowl who just couldn't do it. Mm. I believe it was Barber. Maybe it was a tiki, Tiki Barber. It might have been Tiki Barber, but he was asked to take a knee before scoring a touchdown, and he almost took the knee, but then he just fell into the end zone because he's just like, <laughs> yeah. I just got to go. I've been told to go that. there my whole life. Yeah. And so for Donald Trump, when he's asked to disavow voters that he knows for a fact support him, he he balked because we're two days away from the election, and he didn't want to alienate a group of people that, ironically enough, alienate the entire country themselves. Yeah, especially because Tuesdays is a bunch of southern states voting. Mm -hmm. That's right. So 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 the dog whistle was uh, howling loud that day. So you think he did that on purpose, not necessarily disavowing and not necessarily uh, saying, yeah, David Duke all the way. It was a huge mistake on his part. Huge. It was a massive, massive blunder, and uh, it is, um, I'm going to say it's the... It, I'm going to put it maybe on the top of the list of why I can't vote for the guy. On because the top? Maybe on the top. No, there's so many. There's a lot of reasons, Marcus. Yeah, oh, I, I the know. Nuke co- the nuke codes. Yeah. Okay. Him having access to the nuke codes are uh, scary, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, I yeah. think this is the one thing that really, I think you were probably about to bring this up, Travis, is that this is what has fully and completely mobilized the establishment yes. against him. Yes, yes, Sure. Like, this, I mean, what that that flat from him equals brokered convention. That's what, yeah. I mean, the establishment has been long looking for their flap, and this has been, this has been a doozy. Uh, Rubio mm-hmm. was on. Uh, Charlie, being talked to by Charlie Rose on CBS last night. He mentioned like three or four times. Rubio has been saying it all over the campaign trail. Now Mitt Romney is going to be jumping in with a big announcement on Thursday. According yeah. to my contact, Roger Stone, Mitt Romney may be getting into the race because they realize the establishment realizes Rubio uh, is not getting the job done. That's a whole nother discussion. Mm. We'll get to it. But uh, for this, you know, uh, look, uh, CNN, uh, uh, the surrogate for Trump on CNN said this. Uh, you pointed this out that Trump disavowed Duke back in August. Right. He did it again on Friday uh, with Chris Christie standing right behind him. And then you got this one thing on Sunday 
and he says it, and everyone's just running with it. And then, of course, he it's comes. It's insane. He, he, he doesn't. Comes, he doesn't know David Duke. Right? Cause, yeah, because it's so crazy. Like, how did the? And then on Monday, of course, he comes out again. Is like, no, I disavow. I disavow. And but it he doesn't said it matter. sarcastically, though. He goes, okay, I disavow. I disavow. I don't think he fully understands how offensive David Duke is to the American people. No, like, David right. Duke is. He is toxic. He is a complete and utter well, that's poison. The thing. He said he understood on Friday, and then he doesn't understand on Sunday. It's it is just like it's the puzzling thing about Donald Trump. Right. Was it his earpiece or was he just a, a brain fart no, for a he moment? Heard, he heard the or guy he say David purpose? Duke. He said the name David he even Duke. He said David twice. Duke. What are you? Uh, yeah, Duke. Duke. What are you asking me about David Duke? I, uh, wow. Hey, it what a guy. A, it was a novice politician move. He, he was scared to lose the votes. I mean, people are talking about the David Duke thing, but the one thing that people really aren't talking about is the Louis Farrakhan thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. That thing was very weird. Really weird. Louis, yeah. Louis Farrakhan, the, uh, the, the leader of the Nation of Islam, yeah. Another avowed racist. Mm -hmm. uh, he said about Trump, I like what I'm looking at. Yeah. Because Donald Trump, he came right out and said, hey. Donald Trump does not take Jewish money. He's not okay. taking that Jew money. Now, yeah. now I have to support Donald, okay? Because everyone <laughs> right? always We're back on. We're back on I'm the back, train. I'm back on Donald. Back on train, Trump. <laughs> he said he was going to be a uniter. He brought Farrakhan and David Duke together, okay? So, I mean, this it's is not it. a lie there. This is it. All right, let's go through some point. numbers. Yeah. That's a very good point. Let's yeah. go through some numbers really quickly here. All right, so Super Tuesday. Mm -hmm. uh, Alabama went to Trump. Uh, Alaska went to Ted Cruz. Mm. Arkansas, Trump. Georgia, mm. Trump. Massachusetts, Trump. Minnesota, Marco Rubio. Weird. Very Isn't that strange. something? So that was the only state that Marco won. And uh, it definitely, you know, the ultimatum was put out there mainly by the Cruz campaign. Also floated out by Donald Trump afterwards. If you don't, if you don't have a state under your belt after Super Tuesday, you got to get out of the race. Rubio can now say he does, albeit, albeit. Minnesota. Mm -hmm. They got 3.2 beer. Never go there. <laughs> Oklahoma went to Cruz, Tennessee, Trump, Texas, Cruz, Vir uh, uh, Virginia, Trump, and uh, Vermont also went to Donald Trump. So Cruz really had a huge night Very winning night. three of the states. Yeah, and that's what Cruz, he's really focusing in on Texas. That was his statement yes. right afterwards. The first thing he said was, God bless the Lone Star State. God bless him. Ugh. Of course, he got the endorsement by Abbott, their, uh, the governor. Uh, yeah, the which, dumbest governor that we've ever had. He's the smartest <laughs> governor in a wheelchair, isn't he? <laughs> oh. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's somehow dumber than Rick Perry. Yeah, I was like, about to say, no, Rick Perry. No, Rick he Perry is pretty Rick dumb. Rick Perry is a Rhodes scholar compared to <laughs> Abbott. Abbott uh -huh. is a disaster. Wow. I, I think you're just being, you're being handicappist, <laughs> which is not right. Great tires on his, uh, on his, on his wheelchair, by Huge the way. Huge tires. Huge tires. Huge tires. They're all, all tires are bigger than in Texas. That's what I've heard. That's what uh -huh. I've seen. That's very, very true. New York Times. Okay, so Donald Trump met with the New York Times in early January. He had a special editorial meeting. He met with them in a dark room, and they had uh, they they all started smoking cigarettes for some reason. None of them smoke, <laughs> which is kind of exciting. But whenever you have nefarious meetings, you've got to do uh, dangerous things to your lungs. And uh, he spoke with them uh, in, a, in an attempt to get in their good graces on the New York Times editorial page. Most of the things he says were on the record. Uh, some of the stuff he mentioned was off the record. Did you hear about this story, Marcus? No, I didn't. Okay, mm. so the New York Times now is promising a bombshell. They said everything that he was said off the record, they release. will be releasing, which uh. is 
I very mean, journalism bad, is out the window, right? Very bad journalism. Wow. But what do you expect from the New York Times? I suppose I expect a little bit more when somebody says off the record, I would hope that the New York Times would cut the camera, cut the uh, recording device, not go all Linda Tripp on, uh, <laughs> on Donald Trump. But it seems like they're about to do that. Absolutely so. not. If any newspaper has thrown their journalistic integrity under the bus over the years, it's the New York Times. Yeah. What yeah. about the New York Post? They had a, th- a story called West Side Gory when nine <laughs> people got shot in the Upper West Side. The New York Post didn't even pretend to have integrity. Oh, they right, know right, what yeah. they are. They, they, yeah, yeah. They, they know what they're doing over there. Right, that's true. So what they're going to be releasing or what they're hinting at releasing is Donald Trump walking back his hard immigration stance, his that's tough such, immigration stance, such, which know. is, you know, obvious uh, obvious nonsense. By the way, Barack Obama has deported more people than any president in the history of the country. So uh, Donald Trump's immigration stance isn't quite as strong as uh, Barack Obama's current policies. Always remember that. This is rhetoric. It's nonsense. Donald Trump, uh, apparently during these secret recordings, during these Nixon-esque talks, said that that was uh, a a lark, was something that he was saying to get elected. And the New York Times believes this is going to completely derail his campaign. This is my thought on it. I know for a fact his immigration stance is nonsense because it... 11 million people just don't disappear. Yeah. Okay? Right. It's not It's not an M. Night Shyamalan movie. Okay? <laughs> and, uh, and his building the wall. He also walks back on his building the wall notion. Mexico's going to pay for it yeah. at no point. Okay. And, uh, what was it? Vicente Fox says, I'm not building your fucking wall. No, yeah, like yeah, twice. Yeah. He's <laughs> he said the former president twice. swore yeah. twice. Yeah. I'm not building... Uh, a fucking wall. Yeah, okay, but I also have no respect for Vincenzo Fox. I mean, Mexico is falling apart. The drug cartels are worse than ISIS. Absolutely. It was the only episode we didn't cover for last podcast on the left was the drug cartels, correct, Marcus? Absolutely. I started looking into yep. it, and I got frightened. Because- I, got, I got legitimately frightened, and we walked back on it and did a creepypasta episode instead. That's right, because they literally, the drug cartels, if you say something negative about them online... On Twitter, which, by the way, let me just put a little caveat. I love drugs. I love your product. Okay. Uh, if you say something negative about the drug cartels on Twitter, they will behead your whole family yeah. and take over your Twitter account and taunt your friends with your uh, with your with your head with your with your bloody uh, head as they hold it up for a picture. So the, so this is my theory. Does that hurt Donald Trump or does that help Donald Trump? Because again. Uh, he is whatever you want him to be. If he does not believe in building the wall, if he does not believe he can actually deport 11 million people, which he knows he cannot do, isn't it better than, than he than he believing it? It doesn't matter with him because mm-hmm. the New York Times is establishment. Mm-hmm. And any right. time the establishment comes out and tries to say anything about Donald Trump, he says, what do you expect? It's the establishment. Yeah. I'm the anti-establishment. More, I'm fighting against this type of thing. These people are liars. Mm-hmm. They're not saying they're just liars. Yeah, more than but, that, they're, they're also the liberal establishment. Yes. If the New York Times comes mm-hmm. out and does this against Donald Trump, guess what? It's it, They're only going to hurt him in the minds of people who already dislike them anyway. They're, you know, the people just say, yeah, he's a con man, he's a, he's a charlatan, but right. his, but doesn't his appro- supporters love him no matter what. Doesn't it prove Rubio's point that he is a con man, well, that he's just a carnival barker, like, he's out there selling snake oil? Sure, Rubio can go out there and say that. In fact, in the Charlie Rose interview I saw last night, he called Donald Trump a con man five or six yeah, times. Yeah, that's his go-to line now. But yeah, but that's Rubio. He just but, but he just repeats things. He's the, he's the little robot. Bit who, of a little jabberjaw. A little jabberjaw. He don't, what, he don't know. He don't know. Yeah, he's a jabberjaw. Jabberjaw. Yeah. Nothing but hard. That's a good one. Trump should use that one tomorrow yeah. at the debate. You're a this jab guy's jaw. a jabberjaw. This guy's got a stupid chin. <laughs> if you're referring to Ted Cruz, he does have a stupid chin. It's, it's made out of silly putty. Oh, my Disgusting. God. 
right. Yeah, it's not right. It's buoyant. It has a buoyancy to it. <laughs> I don't like it one bit. So, uh, so you're saying? So, are we in agreement with the theory that that would not hurt Donald it Trump? It won't hurt him. It yeah. won't hurt him. And it so, and, and this David Duke stuff isn't going to hurt him either. The Let's David Duke it. thing was it's very good, atrocious. It's very atrocious, but you know, think about it. it the the media has been replaying it over and over and over all week. Guess what? For Trump supporters, it does not matter. He's going to continue point, to dominate every single contest throughout the month. Okay. so let's, and, Although Cruz, I do think, now has a chance. Cruz has made his case. You know, Roger Stone talked about this last week. He, he dropped the bombshell with Alex Jones over the weekend that the establishment is very scared of Trump. They put in, uh, along with the Koch brothers, $100 million into Rubio, thinking Rubio would be the anti-Trump. Right. Rubio is bombing. He's mm-hmm. got a lot of new jokes now. That's fun. Calling him orange, saying he's got small fingers or whatever. Yeah, he's got nubby hands, which Donald nubby Trump... Hands. It's very self-conscious about yes. his nubby hands. <laughs> yes. But Ted Cruz, I think, made his case solidly last night to say, uh, I'm the anti-Trump, whether you like it or not. The problem with right. the esta- for the establishment with that is Ted Cruz is still very hated in the Senate. And to your point, uh, Lindsey Graham has come out and, man... Lindsay thought losing his parents was sad. <laughs> I, this is this is this Trump. This beats it. I, I yeah, swear to God, he'd be like, yeah. I would I would lose my parents every day twice on Tuesday <laughs> if Donald Trump was never running for the presidency. I swear to Lindsay, he is just shattered, shattered man. Um, some poor pool boy is tied up right now. <laughs> oh, he's had a rough he's had a rough couple of nights. Um, does this prove the point that Citizens United and money in politics? aren't what we once thought they were. Mm-hmm. Is well, Citizens United not oh. as dangerous as we once previously thought? Because you look what happened with Dave Bratt beating uh, Eric Cantor. Uh, he was huge. Um, and now you have a, a situation where every establishment, all the uh, donations from uh, the Koch brothers and the establishment, it's not moving the needle at all. Well, I think on they both ju- sides. I on think they sides. just fucked it up. I think what I think it could have worked. I think it definitely could have, and it's still working in hundreds of races across the country. I mean, sure. the Eric Cantor thing, I think, is an anomaly. But, yeah, and I think like the, Donald Trump itself also is an anomaly. I think the Republican Party could have definitely nipped this in the bud earlier. They just didn't take him seriously. Mm-hmm. They just let this train roll on. Jeb Bush should have gotten out of the race long before. Jeb he did. had all the mm-hmm. money. Jeb had I mean, the, the idea was we can't have Jeb drop out. Where's the $150 million going to go? Jeb right. drops out. They give it to Rubio, but they waited way too long. I just feel like Rubio is a uh, he's a flawed candidate in his own right. I don't think he's quite he's ready, ready for the major he's leagues yet. He's not ready. He's not ready for prime time, and you can see that in the – literally, Charlie Rose grilled him, and right. it was so good because R- Rubio just repeats these talking points over and over. Uh, the Koch brothers got to be kicking themselves. Um, and again, this is according to Roger Stone. It's not verified, but Mitt Romney is making a big announcement tomorrow. And according to Stone, the Koch brothers put this money into Rubio. Mm. If Rubio bombed on Super Tuesday, which he did, he only got one little state. Um, well, which is actually kind of a win for Rubio. No one expected well, him to sure. win any states. Oh, sure. Yeah, well, whatever. But, you know, and then Mitt Romney. So what they're going to do is they're going to throw Mitt Romney into this thing. I mean, like we've, we've talked about before, this is probably going to go all the way to the convention because the establishment does not want Trump to take over. March. 15th is a massive day in this uh, in the primary campaign. We might have Donald Trump lock this thing up by March 16th. Yeah, we definitely could. But I think Mitt Romney, it's the best choice they have because I think what they're trying to bank on here is people who have buyer's remorse from sure. Obama in 2012. That's okay. the only thing. That's what they're mm. banking on completely on mm-hmm. this. No, I see what you're saying, and I don't entirely disagree. By the way, this is nice. Finally, three white guys talking about politics. Oh, <laughs> that's so refreshing for the American <laughs> people. It. Finally, we, we've, we've made it. We, we shattered that glass ceiling. Um, <laughs> Mitt Romney is still Mitt 
Romney. He's a bore. The guy doesn't drink coffee. Uh, you know, yeah. there is where what is the base for Mitt? Who wants he is not going to be the saving grace of the exactly. Republican Party. That was, he hasn't changed at all. And uh, buyer's remorse can only get you so far. And I think um, if we let's just not forget how terrible. His campaign was in 2011. It was bad. It was awful. It was absolutely bad. But you also have to remember, you know, Richard Nixon lost three times before he got in. Mm -hmm. You know, as you mentioned earlier, Ronald Reagan lost three times before he got in. And, you know, Nixon was extremely boring. Uh, He was boring. He was untrustworthy. Nixon wasn't boring. (laughs) Are you kidding me? Well, people just did. It's the best podcast in the history of podcasts, the the 150 (laughs) hours or whatever that we have. On the campaign. Campaign trial, you know, look back at the Kennedy Nixon debates, the famous radio yeah. TV debates. Mm. You know, like that was, you know, Nixon was definitely a Mitt Romney in that. And it's very, very possible. Uh, I just kind of thought of this. Yeah. It's possible that the Democratic Party and the Republican Party are working together mm. to get. Hillary Clinton versus Mitt Romney, uh, and have possibly oh, sure. the most boring election you can have. Oh, they, I, no, I the Democrats so. want Trump. The Democrats want Trump. The Democrats he loses Trump to Bernie and Hillary in all national polls. Sure, yeah. No, that's true. But the, uh, that's a very true point. The establishment does definitely want Hillary Clinton versus somebody besides Trump. The thing I is, don't think that's true. No, no, because no, 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 Trump no. is anti-establishment. I mean, you're right in that I think the, the Clintons would love to run against Trump because they know that, that the fix is in at that point. Well, they want to run against Trump because yeah. all the national polls have him winning. Donald Trump will be able to flank her on the left in a lot of and issues, that, such as her vote for the Iraq War. Yeah. But then what happens to the Republican Party? They run their own independent candidate or they have a brokered convention. The the Whoever the Democrat is, we'll get to the Democrats here in a second, by the way, with their primary. Whoever that person is, they're going to be going against a fractured uh, Republican Party that doesn't fully support their front runner. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't see them. I don't see... If you can erode 6%, 10% of the vote away from Donald Trump and the Republican Party, you're going to guaranteed win for the Democrats, right? I mean, this has been a long time coming, though. You know, the yeah. the, the, the Republicans, they were were based on, you know, the, the Southern strategy, Nixon's Southern strategy that started at the end of the 60s into the 70s. And then the, the Reagan bringing in the evangelicals. Uh, and then the, the anti-gay yeah. marriage of 2004. And, you know, they just kept building this coalition of social conservatives and fiscal, they never all quite worked together, and now they're paying for it. And mm-hmm. I, I thought Rand Paul would somehow come out. You know, I thought some kind of libertarian thing that grew out of the Ron Paul movement right. would come out with uh, millennials behind it, but that did not happen. Instead, Donald Trump came in. He was louder about being anti-war, anti-Iraq mm-hmm. war than Rand Paul, and uh, louder about being anti-Wall Street and funding his own campaign. Uh, he doesn't need, you know, he doesn't need the Koch brothers. Right, uh, touching on some libertarian yeah. ideas. Uh, uh, deals there you were saying marcus uh i can't remember very good that's how i am too <laughs> yes very. but the, here's all and i will just also add that trump now he's changing his rhetoric a little bit you saw uh on on in the speech last night he's talking about how the republican party is getting bigger under uh, yes with him you know the he's gonna bring million- in independence he's bringing in democrats right. and that's going to be his staying power and it's up to the republican establishment on whether or not they want those people the four million people that stayed at home during Mitt Romney's uh, election are the ones who are supporting Donald Trump. He's definitely growing the party in a in a unique way and uh, not necessarily in a way that the party uh, expected to be uh, taken. Well, what do you think that the possibility you're talking about fractured parties? Mm-hmm. Everyone's forgetting about Bloomberg. He's sitting there in the background. Mm-hmm. He's, he's lying. Waiting. He's waiting. He's lying in wait. So say Bernie Sanders becomes the uh, Democratic nominee. That's what Bloomberg said. That's when he's yeah. coming out. Yeah. So what what? 
is going to happen? We have a four-way race possibility here in front of us. Yeah, and we talked well, about that earlier. It's, yeah. It is a possibility. I mean, I mean, is that good for the country, though? I love it just because if it's, I mean, yeah, Bloomberg said he'd only get in if it was Trump and Sanders. So if it's Sanders, Trump versus Bloomberg, and then it's three old, loud New Yorkers arguing, it's like my morning commute. I love it. <laughs> yeah, it'll the be first exciting. debate should be in a bodega. The second <laughs> yep. debate should be on the A-train. The third debate should be them feeding pigeons in the park. Oh, that'd be kind of fun. Don't I'm, feed us so much. Yeah. <laughs> You're feeding the pigeon too much. Yeah, yeah. Bernie's feeding way too many pigeons, and Trump's just uh, hoarding He's kicking it for the himself. pigeons. Yeah. That's right. And Hillary is telling the pigeons what great work she's going to do for them as she eats one. Um, <laughs> that'll be that'll be exciting. Uh, I, no, I do believe that the uh, that the Democrats want uh, want it to be Trump because it will splinter the Republican Party. And sure. And uh, Let, let's but, not forget the conspiracy also that Glenn Beck uh, likes to pontificate on that the Clintons actually remember Donald Trump when he decided to run he his first phone call was to Bill Clinton. So there's always that conspiracy on the right that Trump is in fact only in the race to throw the race to the Clintons. And let's face it, that's what they did in '92. Uh, Ross Perot was a uh, Clinton. Um, uh, engineered candidate, and it only destroyed George H.W. Bush put Bill in the White House. I did like Ross Perot, though. I All did, right. too. Let's move on to the Democrats really quick here. So it was a big Super Tuesday for Hillary Clinton, but I think we're underplaying how well Bernie Sanders did do. Mm-hmm. He only campaigned in five states. He ended up winning four of those. Alabama went to Clinton. Arkansas, of course, went to Clinton as the former first lady there, the gov. Uh, Colorado went to Bernie Sanders, which is a... That's good. I mean, every state that has legalized weed is doing things well. Mm-hmm. And Georgia went to Clinton. Massachusetts went to Clinton. We can talk. We'll talk a little bit about that possible voter fraud or pretty much guaranteed voter fraud. Big shocker. No one thought this was going to happen. Minnesota went to Sanders. Oklahoma went to Sanders. Tennessee goes to Clinton. Texas to Clinton. Vermont, of course, to Sanders by a large percentage. And Virginia goes to Hillary Clinton as well. Who was this a better night for, Donald Trump or Hillary Clinton? Oh, well, Donald Trump. But, uh, I mean, look, Hillary Clinton ran away with most of the states, but we got to look at what those states are. Those are southern states that literally mean nothing to the Democrats in the general election Mm. and have not for 30 years. So let's talk about that. That's one of the great ironies of the southern strategy that the Clintons have had uh, here. uh, Bernie was unable to erode any of the Clinton African-American support. uh, Which in itself is ridiculous. I I don't understand. We've been trying to wrap our head around it for quite a while. I don't firmly understand, again, uh, Hillary being one of the architects for the current prison industrial complex that is ruining this country. So former Goldwater girl. It really doesn't make any sense. The whole thing, yeah. So the southern states that Hillary Hillary did win, like you just mentioned, don't matter for a Democrat in the general election. At all. But you have a state like Oklahoma, Mm -hmm. which I think is really fascinating. Mm -hmm. Could that be a toss-up state? Uh, I mean, how amazing would that be? Can Bernie Sanders actually get some of these once considered extremely red states could he make them purple um it would be pretty amazing something like virginia i think that could be a toss-up state uh tennessee i mean these states have become more progressive in a lot of ways alabama not so much (laughs) (laughs) well the uh, oklahoma race between bernie sanders and hillary clinton was ridiculously close i think one precinct uh bernie Mm. sanders won by literally one i I think he won by 10 points did he win by 10 points what's the polls Say right there, Ben. Fifty-two to forty-two. Yeah, he for, won by uh, ten points to Oklahoma. No, he had a handle on Colorado, Minnesota, Vermont, obviously, and Oklahoma. It was just Massachusetts that was a little surprising. He actually spent more money there than Clinton. But um, you know, it, I don't know if you guys are ready to talk about this Bill Clinton stuff. Let's talk about that right get now. To it. Okay. Massachusetts went to Clinton fifty percent to Sanders forty-nine percent. That's what so that's could, as close as you so can really get. So really, that's uh, you call that a virtual tie in the yeah. same way Nevada and Iowa were virtual.
equal ties. And of course, the Democrats proportionally delegate. So this is, for the most part, a, and we'll talk about the delegates in a second here, Marcus. You have a lot of insight on that. Okay. So, uh, yeah, because of that, uh, that is an absolute tie. The savings rock when you find a new way to roll, like sharing the ride to work. Even if you're commuting just a few days a week, Commuter Connections can match you with others who live and work near you. It's easy and free. Plus, you can get cash and other rewards for carpooling, up to $600 a year. Get rolling on a new way to work with Rideshare. Register today at commuterconnections.org or call 1-800-745-RIDE. That's commuterconnections.org. Some restrictions apply. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. So what happened here? Now, I did not get to see the video. Bill Clinton was hanging out in a it's precinct so, in Massachusetts. It's so which, ridiculous. Not just a precinct, four to five precincts. Four to five precincts. Close precincts. Strategically close precincts that would have been large Bernie Sanders uh, uh, voter turnout. Bill Clinton shows up in a motorcade and a bullhorn and gets his <laughs> picture taken with people holding their ballots inside right. the precinct. You are not allowed to campaign 150 feet within the, the actual voting booth. Well, well, a caucus is going on. It's not a caucus. This there's is a, a primary. primary. Okay. Um, and Bill Clinton, who is clearly... Clearly, they're supporting Hillary Clinton. He's just yeah. shaking hands. Hey, how are you? Good to, <laughs> hey, let me see that ballot. Oh, take a picture. Okay, all right. That's what he did. That's what he did. And it's kind it of is, a good Bill Clinton meets Elvis type impression. Hey, it's me, baby. That's nice. only, all right, edit that out. <laughs> no, I like that. Uh, what is that? Is there Ronald Reagan around here? Is he looking for something? Uh, I ran for president five <laughs> times and I won 16 times. <laughs> I like jelly. <laughs> you lost your damn mind. Would you say you attribute your uh, wins to your jelly? Yes. <laughs> That's good. Ronald Reagan did love jelly. Everybody knows it. So everyone, uh, many people, specifically in the mainstream media, they are declaring Hillary the outright it's so winner. It's so ridiculous. I'm so upset about this. I'm sorry. I got it. Just give me a second. To Go just into it. CBS News Live. I'm watching all night. They just co they completely pay. I'm. Everything I've watched all night and all day today is saying, well, Donald Trump won seven states, but Cruz got three and Rubio got one, right. so he doesn't exactly have it yet. But Hillary won seven states. She's got it. Right. And that's it. And they don't even mention, I'm listening to the, the stupid radio news on the on the local New York uh, classic rock station. They don't even mention Bernie Sanders' name and the fact that he won four states. He's it's not so doing a good job of getting free press, but he's also not doing a good job of informing people about the voter fraud that the Clinton machine, the Clinton uh, campaign is committing. We had Nomi Const on last week, and she was discussing uh, some certain activity in Iowa that the Clintons did. Absolutely. They, they took it from a, uh, obviously, uh, in Iowa is a caucus. They uh, they shrunk the room to a small, small size, knowing that that would disenfranchise a lot of Bernie supporters. In Nevada, they had people dressing up as uh, nurses, nurses. Uh, pretending to be part of a nurses union. Why isn't this getting more press? Because I will say the Republicans, um, 
they are constantly being criticized for uh, for uh, disenfranchisement, mm-hmm. for, for telling people that need, they need voter ID laws, and mm. uh, and then you have to they, you know they have to have an ID, uh, an ID to vote. Why isn't this getting any traction with the left when it looks like in reality the way that they do their delegate system that they put in place in 1984 to never have a McGovern again, the way that they have been uh, allowing the Hillary Clinton campaign to openly lie openly uh commit voter fraud like like we just saw with bill clinton why isn't that getting any more national press because the media is biased against bernie sanders they are afraid the establishment is probably more afraid of bernie sanders than they are of donald trump uh bernie sanders is actually talking about real things right uh he's sort of getting the money out of the politics he wants to take away their power and they 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 definitely even with this twitter uh, thing which hillary was trending on twitter uh, after that black lives matter uh those activists crashed her $500 plate uh, fundraiser in South Carolina. It was trending on Twitter, but right. guess who? The, the the owners of Twitter were having a fundraiser for Hillary on, on the Sunday after South Carolina, so they removed which Hillary as a hashtag from trending completely. It just well, vanished. Well, I don't know the if they removed it. The life cycle for hashtags is relatively no, short. This, it's this that is, of a gnat this, or this a mosquito. A, well, no, but see, uh, well, okay, look, that actually did happen, but because it's so unbelievable to you, that's why people, I think, also don't believe the nurses stuff. They don't believe the Bill Clinton stuff. They don't believe the Iowa... Six co- uh, precincts in Iowa at the Iowa caucus decided by coin flips, right? And one uh, and one precinct in Nevada decided by a card draw. So why can't Bernie bring this stuff to light? He's got to take the gloves off. He's got to find a way to channel a little bit of what the Republicans have been doing the past few months, and he's got to start hitting her uh, on these right. issues of voter fraud. I think he's got to start hitting harder. I think he should have been hitting harder this whole time. And I think a big mistake that he that he should have he, he he really should have done what Donald Trump did where he openly was said, look, if you're going to rig the game against me, Clintons and DNC and Debbie Wasserman Schmaltz, whatever her name is. Debbie Wasserman Schultz. Okay, thank you. She, uh, He should have said openly, you know what? I'm taking my supporters and I'm leaving, and then you're going to lose. You're but going you know, to lose. He recently, there was a former, uh, a co-chair of the DNC as well, very, that, was uh, huge that worked weekend. very closely yeah. with Debbie. She jumped ship and went over to outright uh, support Bernie Sanders. So he is getting and, a little bit more of the she, establishment support than he did Previously. Well, she was warned not to do that. She's the deputy. She had been warned by all the power brokers of the DNC, don't support Sanders. And so that's why she had to resign her post as deputy. She's basically number two under uh, Debbie Schmosserman Schmatz. Mm-hmm. And uh, and she had to resign that position to even support Sanders. So that, this shows right. you the fight. And, and, you know, and Ben, you and I have talked about this as well. This is why I 100% think... Uh, that this is also going to the convention. If you look at the states, and, well, and Bernie has outright said that it will. And, and you know, and if I, you look at the states coming up, this was Bill, Hillary, Hillary Clinton's um, biggest day. This was her biggest day, and that that was it. Super Tuesday was her big day, and from here on out, it's a lot of. It's a lot of states that Bernie Sanders should do well in. Right. Uh, states with legal marijuana, medical marijuana, predominantly younger states, mm-hmm. whiter states, all the ones that Bernie Sanders has traditionally done better in, in the first place. So you think because he was able to hold on, win, win these four states, yes, yes. That uh, was his this, strategy this allows him now to take this all the way to the convention. Absolutely. So, all right. So uh, very exciting stuff happening there. 
on the Democratic side of the uh, of the aisle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and what I would like to talk about right now is this whole. Uh, it's another media bias thing. It's the delegate count. Yeah, right. Uh, yeah, yeah, and yeah. what and the numbers, the delegate numbers that the media is putting forth, they're putting uh, Hillary Clinton with one thousand fifty eight delegates and mm-hmm. Bernie Sanders with less than half of that mm-hmm. at four hundred and sixty seven. Okay, and that sounds insurmountable. That yeah. that sounds like it's like why would anyone vote for this guy? He has no chance in hell. Right. Right. But what that actually is is that Hillary Clinton has 481 super delegates, mm-hmm. meaning delegates. like these are people that are just endorsing Hillary Clinton. They're not listening to the actual will of the people. Mm-hmm. And Bernie mm-hmm. Sanders only has 81 super delegates. Mm-hmm. If you look like the, if you look at the actual vote, the actual, actual will pledged, of the people, pledged delegates, actual yeah. pledged delegates, it is 577 Hillary Clinton to 386 Bernie Sanders. Boom. That is a close right. race. Still in it. Still that is, in it. That right. is absolutely still in it. And let's not forget super delegates. They're power is that they can change their mind at any point before the convention or at the convention. That's their main power? That's their they main power. They don't sound very super to me. Exactly. <laughs> what, yeah, exactly. Some well, yeah, super you can fly, you can, you can see through walls. Yeah. They, they can have a change of heart. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. I guess we're, we're all kind of super delegates in our own unique way then, aren't we? Yeah, look at me. Good. I'm changing my mind. <laughs> wow, what a superpower you have. <laughs> and of course they will be forced to. Let's go back really quickly uh, discussing super delegates and delegates. If you do have a situation like that on the left where the delegates do not support the will of the people they do not do what the people wanted them to do you have a mutiny on the left and you can have a very similar situation on the right if we get to that convention and uh, and uh, Trump gets that 1237 the Republican Party is in a real precarious position because it's a lose-lose for them if they tell the people that voted for Donald Trump that their votes don't matter yeah that is that's gonna that's gonna shatter the party. Yeah, it'll be they'll go the way of the Whigs. It'll be all gone uh, for the Republican Party. And I think there's a potential for that. Uh, not quite as much of a potential, but with the uh, with the Democratic side as well. I agree completely. This has been the fascinating thing about Donald Trump's candidacy. If if the GOP does not embrace his supporters, they will lose them and they will lose this election. And 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 then the party's got to have a big existential crisis. If they accept, they'll lose every election for the next thirty years. Yeah, if they accept that Trump's uh, supporters and they accept that Trump's now in charge of the party. Where does the establishment go? Where do all the old, uh, the older people who have always supported the party? Where, where do they go? So they, this is a, a this is you know Eugene Robinson wrote a great piece about it with the Washington Post. He said that th- this is the year that the the Republican Party changed forever. It is no longer uh, the party of Reagan. It is no longer the party of the Bushes. Um, they don't know what it is anymore. Right. I mean, and do you think that it's possible that those people uh, go independent? They go Michael Bloomberg. Oh, they wouldn't know because uh, I'm pretty sure Donald Trump supporters love soda, and Bloomberg's campaign slogan is going to be "Sodas for nobody." Sodas for nobody is really sad. <laughs> no, I don't mean the Trump supporters. I mean the people that aren't. Well, the Trump establishment. Support. Well, the that, establishment yeah, yeah, yeah. people. Well, they that, break off. They go independent. Uh, yeah. They they jettison the Republican Party completely. completely. But you know what? These independent voters are also really hurting the Democrats in Massachusetts. They had a 20 percent drop in Democrats. The majority of those people went to become Republicans or independents. Uh, the majority became independent. I think roughly 6% of them went to become Republicans. So what Donald Trump is being is doing whether he's the best uh whether he's the best vessel for it, he is exposing a truth mm-hmm. that there are a group of unique political thinkers uh in this country amongst our constituency that are willing to go with somebody who doesn't fit the mold. Donald Trump doesn't fit any mold. That's for uh that's for certain uh maybe except for his hair. You know, that fits him old. <laughs> hey, boom. Hey. Boom. Hey, hey. Tiny hands. You know what tiny hands mean? Oh, boom. 
So he's exposing that truth. Bernie Sanders is also exposing that truth. Absolutely. Both, both parties are going to have to start recognizing that uh, the rigid <laughs> political ideology of both sides, it, it is no longer relevant because we have social media and so much more access to uh, hearing difference of, uh, in opinions. And everybody has the willing, uh, everyone has the ability to express their own uh, unique political uh, philosophies and have their voice heard. And that's the staying par- party, uh, sorry, staying power of both uh, Bernie and Trump is that they're bringing outsiders into their parties. Right. The, the, the people who are supporting Trump probably haven't voted for years, probably haven't voted since, you know, 68 for George Wallace, but whatever. That's <laughs> fine. And then, so, and, and Bernie's bringing in these kids who, you know, they don't, they, they were 10 probably when, when Obama was running sure. eight years ago. So they're all new to the party as well. And that's, you know, Bernie does a good job of making this point that 60% of the American voting, uh, the American public just doesn't vote. You know, we have like 40% turnout. Uh, every every single presidential election. I think maybe Which Obama is, in 2008 was the most, and that was just half. That was like 50%. So what's happening mm-hmm. is people who have disengaged from the process, and again, Bernie makes this point very well, and I think Trump also makes this point very well, people who have disengaged from the process are now back in because people are saying, people like Trump and Sanders are saying things that they haven't heard in years. Right. And what we have right now, as far as social media goes, the reason why I think a lot of people are becoming more independent is because our opinions are no longer localized. Mm-hmm. Our opinions, are, because yeah. before yeah, yeah, your yeah. opinions are based on what you know, uh, is based on who you have around you. You're reading local newspapers. Right. You know, you're talking to people that are pretty much like-minded. But now with the internet, you have so many other opinions that you have right. access to, and so right. many other sources of information. Yeah. Factual information. And to right. that point, to the people that love Trump's nationalism, it is because we are very nervous as a country, you know, of becoming, uh, you know, more like the UK. As a matter of fact, Loretta Lynch, uh, the attorney general, mm. she was discussing the British, the US and the Brits are now getting together. So the British will be allowed to sue US corporations if one, if their products have done something illegal overseas in the UK. So that's completely insane. The British government will be allowed to sue a U.S. corporation legally under U.S. law. You hear about things like that, and it terrifies people. Yeah. You know, as we get more and more global, people are terrified. They're terrified that we'll just become one large amalgamation. Mm-hmm. An amalgamation. Melting pot. The true melting pot. A global melting pot. Yeah. We can't even do that in this country. <laughs> so I think people are terrified. So I think Trump's nationalism really, uh, res- that's where his, it resonates with certain people. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of them are terrified for no reason. It goes both well, ways. I right. mean, they're, they might they do have some reason, but the fear-mongering sure. is so much stronger. Well, and also, uh, memes. Very bad. <laughs> <laughs> memes are memes. memes are extremely harmful because you can yeah. put any text on any picture. People see it, they believe it right off. They share it, and then all of a sudden, it's viral. And I think yeah. another extremely dangerous thing are these so-called satire fake news sites. Mm. Like I think, oh, yeah. I think these things are extremely harmful. What they do, I don't know. It's like Empire News is one of the biggest ones. They look exactly like uh, real web, yeah, like sure. actual news sites. Uh, and the quote unquote satire, they're trying to rip off the onion or something like that. But the satire is so close to reality, and it, there mm. aren't really any jokes in it. It just is misinformation. Yeah. You know, uh, it's or disinformation. Like it's actual. And people read those things. They 
believe it, they pass it on, and before you know it, but by the time that it gets debunked, by the time you see the retraction, people don't see that retraction. They don't see the debunking. They just sure. see not just that they might read the story, they might just see the headline, and all of a sudden, that headline, that fake Disinformation headline is now implanted in them, and it is now informing their opinion. Wow. Right. Mm. Right. So it's very interesting. It's a double-edged sword with social media. I would also argue some people don't need to be heard. <laughs> but then some people might think that about me, too. So that's fine. Um, all right. Well, what a great episode. Very informative. Good uh, Good talk. Good no. talk, guys. Oh, and by the way, uh, RIP Chris Christie. R.I.P. Oh, my God. We didn't even get to Chris yeah, Christie. Yeah, but I just want to say one more thing. Six New Jersey newspapers have come out to demand his resignation. Well, and of course, course. Uh, yeah. he does deserve, he should fire himself. He's got to resign. Uh, the uh, New Hampshire, uh, what is it, the union leader, they di- disavowed him. They supported him previously. They no longer support him because mm-hmm. he's gone they over They retracted with their endorsement. They yeah. retracted the endorsement. His approval rating right now in New Jersey is 27%, which is just 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 be the governor, Bruce Springsteen. Just <laughs> yeah, Why yeah, isn't yeah. Bruce Springsteen just like, I'm the governor? I'm going to be like, okay, not Every, a problem. Everyone would be fine with that. Totally fine. Bill, sure, Lord, yeah. You want to talk about a populist? Oh my! They would they would love it. Maybe yeah. great, great state of the great great state of the state addresses. I mean, it would be uh, amazing. Rock and show. <laughs> Chris Christie is the reason that why people hate politics. Yeah. Uh, three weeks ago, sure. he was saying how Donald Trump is the most dangerous person that's ever run for the candidacy. That you can't trust him with the nuke codes. Not ready to be commander in chief. And then of course he goes out and looks like a total fat cherub troll man, <laughs> and supports uh, Donald Trump. For God knows what. God, you look at him. There, There's a, a recent speech yeah. that Chris Christie uh, attended, and he's standing behind Trump. That was the that Super was Tuesday. That was, that was last, that was night. last yeah. night. And you just yeah. see, see. You just see the regret on his face. Like yeah. You, just, yeah, yeah, you yeah. see a man falling apart yeah. right well, within, in front of your Within eyes. his own mind. That, that yeah. was actually a meme I actually liked that was going around today. Where they just slowly zoom in like on Christie. Like, it's like a four-panel meme, yeah. and they're just like, dear God, what have I done. <laughs> it's all done. Yeah. Uh, the right. Washington uh, Post actually did have a really funny headline. I have no mouth, yet, yet I must scream. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So good. It's fascinating. And, and, and I did want to just say, you mentioned Loretta Lynch, um, and she did a great interview with Brett Bayer on Fox News right. where they talked about the FBI case against uh, with investigating Clinton's emails. Um, I do think this is still a shoe that probably will drop. You want to talk about the superdelegates. It's a great point about the pledge delegates, and this is why Bernie Sanders is still, in fact, in it. Pledge delegates, uh, he, he can definitely catch up. We got Kansas, Nebraska, and Maine caucuses this weekend. Bernie does very well in caucuses. He will continue to rack up pledge de- delegates, and then I think an FBI shoe will drop um, before the convention. And at that point, super yeah. delegates, what are you going to? Hey, super delegate, what's your superpower now? You going to support the lady who just got indicted by the FBI? Make up your mind. I don't see this Use Justice your... Department doing it though. You I think, don't see this. You think Justice they'll push Department. it all the way? You think, I think they'll keep kicking the can? I think so. I don't see this one doing it. I mean, there's just too much. Uh, politics are a very real thing. It's and, shit uh, or get off the pot for them, though, because mm-hmm. they can kick the can down the road, but they yeah. can't do it forever. And this is the thing. I think the FBI will make the recommendation to Loretta Lynch before the before the convention because Democrats have a right to know if 
their soon-to-be candidate, uh, quote-unquote, broke the law. And I think that's something the FBI, James Comey, uh, has said that he is all over it. He is all over this this investigation, and I think he will make a recommendation. If Loretta Lynch decides not to prosecute, then, uh, according to Tom DeLay, his sources within the FBI, the FBI will release all this information. It will be just as damaging right. to Hillary Clinton's public reputation uh, as opposed to her legal reputation. All right. So we have someone who is possibly under federal indictment and another person uh, in Donald Trump that the military has almost promised a coup if he is elected. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Former CIA director Michael Hayden came out. Did you see this, Marcus? No. Yeah, former CIA director Michael Hayden came out and said if Donald Trump is president, the military, we won't listen to him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Which is, yeah, yeah, no right. I brought yeah, this yeah, up yeah, two yeah. weeks ago. Like, two or three it. weeks ago. So. Like, I said, yeah, that you know, people talk about a military coup. It is most likely under Donald Trump. Yeah. That is so funny. Yeah, they just have they have a right to not listen to the president. Yeah, they'll just sure. say nah, nah, <laughs> can't do it. You know, it's kind of reassuring in a strange way as well. Yeah, mm. yeah. Donald Trump also, uh, oh, man, this was my so now he's beginning to pivot to the general, and he said uh, in order to you know relate to a greater populace, he said he's starting to watch MSNBC now. Oh, good. So that's good. So <laughs> that'll be. <laughs> I'm looking at it. Rachel, no, because it's foreign policy it. from the shows. I'm tuning and, in. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He's just like, where's this Melissa Harris Perry lady? I heard she was really good. She <laughs> doesn't seem to be on here anymore. She's gone. Thank God she's gone. She was actually a terrible host. That was the problem with her. Um, all right. Well, this has been exciting. Mm-hmm. Thanks for being here, Travis Irvine. Hey, no problem. Uh, predictions going forward. Uh, Let's do do a, uh, predict what Mitt Romney will say tomorrow. Okay, yeah. I think we got some huge things that are going to happen here. Uh, Rubio's going to continue to flounder the establishment's money. Mitt Romney is making an announcement tomorrow. Um, this thing's going to convention, as we what's said. Mitt, what's Mitt's big announcement? Well, according to Roger Stone, uh, Mitt is going to jump in. He's going to jump in. He's going to get on the ballot on the California, Pennsylvania, New York primaries, which will get him enough delegates to at least get him on the ballot at the convention. So open or broker convention with the GOP. Mm. We got the same thing happening over on the Democrats as Bernie continues to rack up. I mean, again, Super Tuesday was Hillary Clinton's best day. All the states going forward, all the way to California, are actually uh, could be very good for Bernie. He needs to start racking up 60 to 40 percent wins in all these states, and he did that in Colorado, Minnesota. And you can see him doing that going forward. So I all think right. we also have an open broker convention over there. So it's going to be Sanders versus Trump. All right, you're going to have a heart attack. You're going to die, for Christ's and sake. And then Bloomberg gets in the race. Oh, my God. Bloomberg. All right. All right. Look, the only I person. You, I this, can't have a, uh, have a guest have a heart attack or a stroke. Look, at this point, the only person who can beat Trump is Ronald Reagan's ghost <laughs> <laughs> on the platform of jelly. Jelly. Marcus, what do you think Mitt's doing tomorrow? Uh, I think Mitt's going to throw his hat into you the ring so? as well. I, I think this is the Republican establishment's only hope. Oh. It is, last their abs- it is their last hope. This is their Hail Mary. Well, Mitt's, all they, Mitt's all they got. <laughs> like, it really is. Which they, is pretty bad. <laughs> everyone else has had their throat slit by Donald Trump. Yep. And Mitt Romney, mm. I think, is the only one uh, with a turtleneck. <laughs> that is true. That is true. Well, he's no Aaron Rodgers. I don't think that will, the Hail Mary will be caught by a receiver in the end zone. I believe Mitt Romney is going to tell us that the two-story garage he was building for his cars is finished, <laughs> uh, which I can't wait to hear about. That'll be exciting. All right, you can find uh, Travis Irvine on Twitter at Travis Irvine. Uh, let's see, anything else? Instagram, got a show coming up. Travis Irvine USA, not on Instagram, not on Vine. Uh, I'm doing a show at QED, but when does this go out? It doesn't matter. Okay. All right, fine. All right, see you later. All right, you can find Marcus Parks on Instagram. At Marcus Parks, right? That's right. right. And on Twitter at Marcus Parks. Um, I'm a, I'm on Twitter at Ben Kissel. Go join the Facebook page. It's a lot of fun. Everyone's always swearing at each other <laughs> and um, yelling at me a lot. Yeah. 
It's what it is. You know, it's not bad. We love you all. And uh, we'll talk to you soon. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to cavecomedyradio.com. More shows like the one you just listened to, go to cavecomedyradio.com. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.